You're listening to the Sermon Classics of Dr. T.L. Driver, evangelist, author, and professor. These recorded sermons are taken from years as guest preacher at various churches and hosting revivals across America. Join us now to the preaching ministry of Dr. Driver. Good morning, everybody. I don't need a mic, right? We're good. Yeah, Chaplain called me last night and said, Hey, brother, I might need you to preach for me. I said, Okay, let me hit Barnes & Noble and get a preacher's book. Again, I think it's on. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you, brother. All right, let's uh, stand and uh, let's grab our Bible so we can get in the Word this morning. Good to see everybody here on this beautiful Sunday morning, May 15th? 16th? 16th. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Alright, let's take our Bibles. Let's wave them high in the sky. Let's make God glad and Satan mad. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. Thy word is true. I believe this is the inerrant, inspired, infallible word of God. I promise to read my Bible every day. The living word, the holy word, God's Word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. You know, this morning, as uh, you know, we come to church early in the morning, and I, I, I told my uh, friends and classes in the past that, you know, I'm really not a morning person. I'm like a night owl, you know, one of those kind of people. There's times where the Holy Spirit gets me to the point where I can't sleep. i got to go into my prayer room and pray at 2 o'clock in the morning. So here I am getting up this morning, getting ready to come here, and I thought to myself, it is a beautiful day, and I'm not going to let the devil rob me of <laughs> praising the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praising the Lord. So I thought about the message this morning, as well as last night as Chaplain was talking to me, and you know, one of the things that came to my spirit was we're celebrating Asian Island Pacific Month month of May, for those who don't realize that. And I thought about it because at the command that I was attached to, because I'm now retired, Officer Training Command, uh, we started a diversity committee. And the diversity committee was established to recognize all the ethnic groups and the contributions to our society and to our government as a whole. And so we go through January all the way through the end of the year. Well, this month, as we start celebrating Asian Island Pacific, I thought to myself, how does God view the diversity of His church? And one of the messages that came to my heart was the diversity of the people. And the people that are represented here today, not by ethnicity, not by gender, but by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus gave a sermon, and I want you to turn your Bibles, if you will, to Matthew chapter 5, if you turn there for me. Matthew chapter 5. As we get into Word, I just want to break each beatitude down just a little bit, because this is the diversity that's in the church. And when I think about the diversity in the church, I say to myself, are we recognizing these individuals? Because we don't take time to do this. And if you think about it, how many people can say, I'm blessed because I'm poor? <laughs> Some people can. That's why we have the welfare system, I guess. We talked about that this morning. But I really want to talk more about not just poor in economic measures, but really a lowly, humble person that's poor in spirit or lowly in spirit. So if you're there, let me hear an amen so we can get into the word. Amen? 
Alright, so starting off, I'm just going to go to verse 3, and I'm going to really have this message kind of brought to you uh, through a, a manner of just saying, think about what Jesus is saying to the people. Because I could take this whole message and go for two weeks on a series on the Beatitudes. And the Beatitude is really having the right attitude in the Holy Spirit as you worship the Lord in spirit and truth. So Jesus says to a crowd, and this is all in red so you guys can follow with me, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let's just stop right there for a second. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor doesn't mean economic. Poor doesn't mean you got to have a value of tangible assets. Poor in spirit is a lowly, a humble, contrite heart. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do I hear an amen? The key here, you can't get to heaven by being proud. You can't get there by being arrogant. Jesus is trying to say, because he was dealing with the Pharisees, not everybody's going to enter the kingdom. You can't come around being religious and thinking that you're just going to enter through the pearly gates. So he's saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Those who have been abused, those who have been, been downtrodden, those who have been not taken seriously in society, those are the people that Jesus was referring to. Do I hear glory to God? Amen? So this is where he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now I know if I want to translate it to economic measures, I can say that there are many people that don't make enough money. Don't have enough assets to say they can buy things or have things. But guess what? Those are the most giving people I've ever met. Anybody know people like that? You know, I was talking to my wife, and here's LeBron James, for those who follow basketball. He's a free agent. And it's almost like he can literally write the whole NBA system a new culture because he's the greatest player ever walked the planet as they're talking. And he can have millions. But his money will mean nothing if he doesn't know how to give back to God. Amen? That's the thing I want to get at. Okay. Let's go to the next one. And then I'm going to give a a a surround sound on this one. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Think about the word. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now the word here is, blessed are those who are mourning. They will be comforted. Comforted by who? Who's going to comfort those who are mourning? A chaplain, a pastor, their duties are to care for those who are sick and dying. Amen? But I've seen in the church, people who come into a church, be very hurt, sad. They're going through some pain. And nobody knows how to comfort them. The Bible does tell us, weep for those who are weeping, rejoice to those who are rejoicing. Amen? I want to be able to go to my brother here. When he's mourning, I can look at him and feel in the spirit. Brother, is there anything I can do? Can we just pray together? Blessed are those who are mourning. The Holy Spirit knows who's crying inside. Who's really just in mourning and tears and lamentation. Amen? The Holy Spirit knows this. But the Holy Spirit also talks to them, those in the church and says, Hey, reach out to that person. They need to be comforted. You are the extension of God to comfort those who are hurting. Amen? You fail to recognize that. I've been in healthcare for 26 years. I used to do my rounds all the time. There's my nurses, there's my doctors. I have no problem going to a patient and looking at them and feeling their, their spirit going, wow. And just put my hand right on their hand and do a silent prayer. Amen? That's comforting those who are mourning. Not everybody's going to wake up like Candace and go, hee, hee, hee. Unless she doesn't do that. 
But not everybody does that. You understand where I'm going with this? This is where Jesus is trying to say, this is the attitude we must have in the church to really comfort those who are mourning. Amen? Alright, let's go to the next one. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now we already talked about three classes of people in the church. The first one we covered was what? Oh, you guys got to work with me. What was the first one we covered? Okay, and the second one? Mourn. Now the next one is? Meek. Okay? Okay, let's think about this. Does meek mean weak? No. What does meek mean? Gentle. What else? You guys are doing it. It's very good. Anybody else? Meek. Still humble. Amen? Amen? I know that God honors those who are humble. Those who are proud, He lowers. Those who are humble, He what? Raises up. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, Satan has convinced the world today that you have to be proud and arrogant, be a Donald Trump, be somebody who has power, who can say, you're fired, you're not important. But to have somebody say, you know what, it's all about the Lord and it's all about helping out those who are in need, that's a humble spirit, that's a meek person, he doesn't need to brag and boast of all their accomplishments, amen? I see it too many times. You know, a lot of times my friends tell me, how come you don't tell everybody what you do and what you have and what you're doing? It's nobody's business. Amen? So blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. That means that God one day is going to come and He's going to redeem His people and those who were put down are going to be raised up (laughs) and they're going to be in this kingdom forever and God is going to give them their portion of due. Amen? It will happen. You know, people always say, you know, you know, good guys always finish last. Yes, on earth, but they're always first in line getting into heaven. Amen? Good guys always finish last on earth, but they're first in line getting into heaven. Remember that one. That's the meek. Amen? Alright, here we go. We're doing okay? Alright, here's the next one. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. <laughs> I remember in my early days, chaplain, I came into the church, you know, and uh, I don't know if you guys heard of the group called DC Talk, Christian group. <laughs> I'm radical for Jesus, those songs like that. You know, I'm fired up. I come into church, people are like, oh my God, get away from me. You're too crazy. You're, you're just praise Jesus, praise Jesus, praise Jesus, 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 Jesus. People had a problem with that. And I would sit down with my pastors and say, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. Give me some word. I used to go to them all the time. What does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible... Man, I used to go, oh, Tommy, please. I couldn't help it. I had to have more of God's word. Amen? And I still do. I, I, there's days where if I know that I missed maybe one reading out of my several readings a day, I feel like I just missed a Happy Meal at McDonald's. You understand where I'm going. It's amazing how we don't forget to eat our real food. But my goodness, you forget to read your word once, you're going to feel it. I have to have, and I am a gluttony for the word of God. Amen? I love God's word. I love his word. I love his word. So it says right here, bless it. 
are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. Filled with what? Filled with the Holy Spirit? Filled with God's love? Filled with His His blessings? If that's the case, yes, then I'm hungering and thirsting for that. Amen? I'm hungry. I'm thirsting for God's Word. Without His Word, nothing. The Bible says in Matthew 4, verse 4, and Luke 4, verse 4, <laughs> Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen? Without His Word, <laughs> I'm malnourished. Amen? Without His Word, I cannot be filled. <laughs> He's my man and He's my rock. He's my everything. i got to have the Word of God inside me, and He will fill me. He will bless me in all that I do. Amen? Alright, here we go. Next one here is blessed are those that are merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Anybody ever been to court? <laughs> Here's the thing that I learned in watching my favorite show. Uh, I, I, I'm guilty. I think you heard me say this. I do love watching Judge Judy. And when see nobody likes it. I like Judge Brown. I'm sorry. I love Judge Judy. When I went to law school, I thought to myself, Oh my God, if I was ever like her in court, <laughs> oh man, I'd probably be fired. <laughs> She's tough. She doesn't show a lot of mercy. <laughs> She's good, but she doesn't show a lot of mercy. Amen? I want you to understand what mercy is. Mercy means that I have the power to punish you and I have the power to release you. The balance is the mercy level. Amen? I can even give you more punishment or less punishment depending on how I feel. Amen? And God is a God that desires mercy than sacrifice. Amen? So you got to understand, when you sin against God, it's His mercy that sustains. It's His mercy that lifts. It's His mercy that comforts. Amen? God's merciful. We, we don't get punished based on what our sin deserves. Amen? We just don't. It's because of His mercy. So we need to learn to apply the same attitude to those that we fellowship with. Those who are under our charge. When I was in charge of a command as an OIC, I remember saying to my senior enlisted, what's the maximum, what's the, what's the minimum? He gave me this whole laundry list of stuff that I could do. And what made my decision is how the person stood before me and said, Sir, I am really sorry I messed up. What do I do then? Maximum? Or minimum, or somewhere in the middle. You see where I'm going with this, people? God measures how we treat others because what we do to those is returned back to us. Amen? That's how God does it. It's a reciprocal process that God applies in your life. If you're not merciful to somebody and you expect mercy from Him, He's the judge. He's a fair judge. But just remember, we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. So we already covered several other uh, people in the church based on these gifts. We have a few more. This next one is called, Blessed are the pure in, in heart, for they shall see God. Now purity is not a word that is comforting to those in the church because pure means perfection. Pure, something that has no, you know, sediments in there. It's just, it's just clean. But I'm here to tell you... No one is righteous, not one. But we still can have a pure heart for God. Amen? 
And I know right now, I struggle every day to make my heart and mind pure and holy as He is holy. And the key here is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You cannot say, I love God and keep sinning. If you say you love God, then you've got to stop sinning, amen? You can't say you love your country and want to serve another country. <laughs> you know, salt water and fresh water does not come out of the same what? Spout. Amen? And it really gets tiring in the church where people come on Sunday morning doing all this, and the minute church is over, they're at the bars, they're at the strip clubs, they're at that, that X-rated building across from Walmart, whatever that's called. You get what I'm talking about? Pure in heart. Pure in heart are all those people that will see God. The Bible says that if you sin, and there's the laundry list of sins, you will not see God. You will not enter the kingdom of God. Amen? This is what the Bible is telling you. Pure in heart means you're a child of God. You believe in God. He's holy, you must be holy. It doesn't mean you've got to be exactly like Him, but you've got to strive to be like God. Amen? Because the model of being pure and holy is Jesus Christ. He gave us the example of what it is to be holy. Correct? Amen? That's the key here. Pure in heart, you will see God. Amen? The next one is, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now this is my favorite one. This is where, in the church, my pastor has called me a peacemaker. My wife can say that. I, I, I went to law school because of that, to get a degree, executive JD, and uh, arbitration and mediation. And I used to do a lot of counseling in the state of Washington. And I could tell you that going into a room to do some mediation, it was not easy seeing this wife fighting over this husband or this person over this person. And all I had to do was say, okay, remove the personalities out of the way. Let's put the issue right here. And even if you try to use an imaginary issue, no one can get through it. So I took a whiteboard. This is classic. I took a whiteboard. And I said, let's put a circle here. Put a circle there. Okay, now in that circle, put the issue down. Write it out, what the issue is. One word or a sentence. Boom. And just focus on that issue. Most people didn't try that technique in arbitration and mediation. They didn't do that way. Through God and the Holy Spirit and through the Word and counsel and listening to Him, <laughs> my percentage of reconciliation was pretty high. But here's the thing. There are some in the flesh that don't care. Amen? So the key here is Jesus was a peacemaker. He may not have gotten along with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but the point here is he said that we must bring peace to a very dying, depraved, capricious world. Amen? And I'm here to tell you not everybody wants peace. That's why we still have war over in the Middle East. And war is not something that pleases God. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It's part of life. But God wants people to be people of peace. Because we come from the Prince of Peace. Mighty God. Jehovah God. Amen. We must be peacemakers. Especially within the church. If the church does not learn to get along, oh my goodness. We're never going to win the world to Christ. Amen. So be a peacemaker. The last one I want to cover is, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. One of my uh, colleagues, minister as well, I share that verse because this one here is, many people are dying around the world because of their love for the Lord. Martyrdom, martyrdom, martyrdom. 
And I'm here to tell you there was a high school shooting years ago, Columbine. You guys heard of that one? And the story was that here's this young girl, based on testimony, I guess, and the gunman held a gun to her head and said, Denounce Jesus. You guys heard the story, correct? She didn't denounce him. She did not deny her love for the Lord, her faith in God, and the person shot her. The Bible says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That young lady, that child of God, is in heaven today. It is very clear that if we deny the Lord before man, He will deny us before the Father. Your faith is going to be tried. It's going to be tried while serving in the government. It's going to be tried just being a person on this planet. Your faith will be tried. And the point I'm trying to make in this last piece here is this. If you feel that your love for the Lord is on shaky ground, you need to make your foundation very solid because you will be tested. The Bible says in the last days in Matthew chapter 25 through 28 that there's going to be a falling away. And those who say they love the Lord will be tested. And that apostasy or that falling away is going to occur. And that means shifting people. The wheat from the chaff. I'm here to tell you, not many people are going to make it to heaven because their faith in God is really not faith. It's a pseudo-faith. So if you really love the Lord, the Bible says here, you will be persecuted for His name's sake. I want everybody to understand, you say you love God, you will suffer trials and tribulation. You will be persecuted. If you haven't been persecuted, maybe you need to ask God, what's going on in my walk? Because the preceding, the next verse says this, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So the Bible is reminding me, as my wife and I went to dinner last night, we talked about this. The devil is always going to attack those who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. For those who want to share the word of God to the world. For those who really want to reach out and love everybody. Including in the church. Not just out of the church, in the church. And the Bible is very clear that the enemy will attack. And you need to smile and rejoice. Instead of being upset that nobody loves you because the world is not supporting you. I don't need the world's approval. I need God's approval. Amen? So let me close by saying this, guys. This is where most people have a hard time dealing with the Scriptures. Especially on these attitudes. Let me break it down real quick. Here's what he says. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then it goes, Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Wow. This is the diversity within the family of God. There are people in the church that fit every category here. There are some who are mourning. There are those who are persecuted. There are those who are, you know, seeking, hungering, thirsting for righteousness. They're in the family of God. And Jesus is trying to remind us, in His own way, they are blessed. 
They are blessed. How can you be blessed if you're persecuted? Because Jesus was persecuted. The prophets were persecuted. I'm going to be persecuted. I'm blessed because God's word is in me. His seal and his, his whole name is on my forehead. Therefore, if, if he's persecuted, I'm persecuted. Great is my reward in heaven. That's a reminder based on these attitudes. Amen? That's how I see it. And I'm comforting because when I go to these conferences and I see uh, Asians in there, Hispanic, African Americans, I've seen people from all over the world in different areas coming from all over the world to these conferences and everybody's looking at them going like this. How do you communicate? Well, Jesus just showed us. If you just love people, bless people, honor people, respect people, they'll listen to you. Amen? Chaplain, where are you from again? Philippines? (laughs) Where are you from? <laughs> Iowa. Candace, where are you from? <laughs> Everyone I just picked on, if we love the Lord, the diversity all comes together. We're all one family. Amen? That's the key here. Blessed are those who are mourning. Blessed are those who are persecuted, merciful. Everybody is in the family. I'm going to love you all. If you don't like me loving you, I'm sorry. Get used to it. Because in heaven, there's a lot of love going on. Amen? There's no darkness. Only light. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We pray, Lord God, that you teach us to have a good attitude. We thank you, Lord God, that you just reminded us that blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Oh, Lord God, blessed are those in the family of God. And when, Lord, we feel that we're not understanding your word, take us to this scripture and remind us that even when we're mourning, we will be comforted. When we're meek and lowly, (laughs) we will see you, Lord. And when we're persecuted for your name's sake, we know, Lord God, you went through that Jesus Christ on earth. So we thank you, Father God, for your word is truly our comfort. Open our heart and our minds, Father, to receive your instruction as we prepare it for our communion. And may we also remember, Lord, that you exist, you're coming again, and we will be with you forever. Bless this family. In Jesus' name, amen.